Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you're joining us live today. And uh, today's date is February 6th in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive form, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. I don't know if you know who Jesus is, but if you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. The bad news is we're all sinners and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work on the cross by Jesus. He shed his blood for our sins. He died. He buried. He was buried and was the only person the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in the blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal damnation. Now, Romans 10.9 says it's by the heart that one believes. So you'll begin to want to start when living for him and not for the world, because scripture states we, we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that a glorious thing? An amazing thing we don't deserve, but all of us here so humbly accept. Today, we welcome Brother Shane L. from the Black Swan Revelations YouTube channel to Uptime. Shane's spiritual journey led him from post-tribulation to a passionate pre-tribulation perspective. Having delved into the King James Bible 11 times in the last two years, he's eager to share his transformative experience and discuss the imminent return of Jesus Christ for his church. Get ready for a meaningful conversation of faith and anticipation. This is going to be an amazing night full of discussion, and we will have this roundtable discussion on the Bible, world events that may pertain to Bible prophecy, and of course the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. But before we bring him on, I do want to welcome back our usual uptime panelists. And of course, we bring back Brother Bob Barber. Hey, everybody. We bring back Michael Pells, Brother Michael Pells. God bless you guys. And we do bring back, of course, John the Watchdog, John L. Good evening, all. And we welcome back a return guest uh, who maybe not may not be much of a guest much longer, but... Uh, we do bring back Brother Rick, and uh, Brother Rick has a lot to discuss, of course, as well. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so, gentlemen, uh, I am so happy to be here again tonight and uh, to be on because it's an amazing time to be alive, isn't? Is it not? Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Welcome hey. to welcome to uptime where all the happy people are. I always like yes. to open with that: happy people who believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. Once saved, always say we have eternal security. Amen. And we have Amen. Brother Rick back with us here tonight. We know Rick, you're gonna stick around unless you go the way. If we see another, you're gonna stop. You'll start downing uh once saved, always saved, and start believing the post-tribulation rapture. We might have to let you go. But <laughs> unless you go that route, <laughs> I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, my, my channel, I always talk about how close the rapture is. And I like I said, I, you know, before we went live. I told him, told Greg and everybody that I have a deep down feeling I don't think we're going to be here in 2025. 
because something mm-hmm. in my gut feeling there's something different about 2024 that separates it from all the previous years. I don't know what it is, but this is this year something's got me eyeballing this year. Amen. So it's it's, and it's hey, a wild feeling that I got. And and don't discount, guys, brother Rick's gut feeling. And I know a lot of people are really quick to jump on that and say, Oh, well, you know, you can't trust feelings. And obviously there's there's a level of adherence where you have to kind of weigh them out, so to speak. But I've had two distinct gut feelings in my life that has literally saved my life. That if I didn't listen to that feeling, which I believe now, looking back, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who was telling me something, and he put that feeling in me. And because I listened to it, it spared me. And um, so I, when people say gut feelings, I take that very serious. I Thank really you. do. Mm-hmm. It's a gut feeling. Yep. Yeah. We, we, we have about- Go ahead. I was just going to say, we talk about the uh, the time that we are in right now, the 2024, and the season. We need to fix uh, our eyes on the season. It's springtime, okay? And I was talking before the video there with uh, other, uh, other uh, people there on the panel there. But um, if you guys look at song two, uh, 210 to 213, you will uh, you will understand few things that, to my knowledge, I think that is a also a um, uh, premise of what would be the rapture, and I really like that. So, uh, but anyway, we are in a specific time that is for sure, and there is nobody can and not a people, not anybody in the world can deny that the earth is going through something right now, even though Amen. those who don't believe, okay? Um, this is this is something really specific, and we're living in a, in a really great time that the prophets and the kings would have liked to see. Oh, yes. Seen, right? Very much so. Very much so. And we'll bring up that verse that you were referring mm-hmm. to in Psalm, mm-hmm. Psalms. But um, we tend to do this. We bring up the verse of the day that Bible Gateway tends to put up. Yes. BibleGateway.com, it is a great uh, platform to read uh, scripture, to get into scripture. The different They do have the different translations. We do go by King James Version here mm-hmm. uh, on this channel. But um, Proverbs 21.21, he that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness and honor. Uh, amen. And so, um, listen, we, we believe that the whole Bible is for us. It may not always be written to us in certain areas, which is one of the things that we do bring up is the perspective of dispensations, uh, the dispensational timeline. And we are in the church age right now where we uh, we definitely are. God has put grace upon the Gentiles, which we we wouldn't have known really much about uh, if Apostle Paul wasn't going through. Uh, have his revelation uh, on the road to Damascus. So the Lord, the Lord had it in his mind from the very beginning to have all nations come to him. All nations. Amen. Amen. And that's so, so encouraging, isn't it? Though? Mm, Just to oh, think about how, how Jesus did the smackdown on Paul and at Damascus on that road to Damascus, I should say, I find that so interesting because, you know, 
he finds us right he it's he he draws us the father draws us and it's it, that's you know i know there's been so many testimonies out there and i always think that's so amazing about how you know he he, he is found by people who have not sought for him right mm-hmm. and what a, what an amazing thing what an amazing god to not just come here die for us and shed his blood to pay that atonement his life that was in his blood he paid for that death that sin debt and to know to know we have eternal security, to know we have a God who loves us so much he did that, to know mm-hmm. that he meets us where we are, to know that he, he brings the Damascus smackdown. He'll, he'll create situations in your life to humble us and to bring us to himself, and to know his infinite mercy and his riches of his grace. It's, I truly just am humbled by everything God's done. He's awesome. Amen. 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 And I'm sure all of these brothers agree. And that's a big amen for all of us, I'm sure. Amen, <laughs> Even <amen>. all those. <laughs> there we go. And uh, and for those in, in the audience, of course, uh, we do make this an interactive forum. So we do welcome questions later on. You can start putting them into the chat now and we will save them for later. Uh, but without further ado, we do want to bring on our guest tonight and um his name is shane brother shane from black swan revelations thank you for coming on with us brother hi guys that's awesome welcome awesome it's great to be here i just finished writing that down damascus smackdown i love that (laughs) love that hey i got that one from another brother just oh did you okay all right yeah i I might use it sometime that's awesome oh yeah it's a good one Yeah, I enjoy Love watching your, your videos, Shane. Um, you have a lot of good um what I like about you, you have a lot of good um key words that you use. Okay. Um one thing I think one one of the words that you talked about was um was um uh what was it? You you're talking about it in your last so, some of your last videos. Basic basically what you're talking about is uh destabilizing America or uh, what were you talking about? It was um you know what I'm saying? I guess I can't remember. The, it was a specific word that you use, and it was so good. Now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> maybe I'll bring it up, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe it'll come up a little bit later. I, I I don't remember that, but when it pops into your head, just let me know. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have your own YouTube channel, yes. Black Swan Revelations. I have it up there on the screen right now. That is his banner, Black Swan Revelations YouTube dot com at black swan revelations so um shane i know you have a testimony to tell us to share with us uh if you wouldn't mind briefing us on how you came to the lord first and then we'll get into how you started this youtube channel or how the lord uh for sure. inspired you to for sure thank you for that absolutely well i i was saved november 17th 1986 so it's been a while it's been a while and probably like most uh you fall away, you move away from the Lord. And that's what happened to me until basically a few years ago. And I came back to the Lord. And But my wife noticed something about me. She noticed that I wasn't reading my Bible very much. Every once in a while, I would read maybe Proverbs, or I would jump to the book of Genesis and read every once in a while. So uh, in 2022... My wife, unbeknownst to me, said a quick little prayer, and she said, Lord, please give my husband a hunger for your 
word. And back then I was reading the New Living Translation. And uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And I was watching the news, because I used to watch the news all the time. And I was like, this feels very anti-ish. So I thought, hmm, maybe I should read the book of Revelation. And I hadn't read the book of Revelation in probably years, years. Maybe I'd skimmed through it a little bit or whatever. So I read the book of Revelation, went through the entire book, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Lots of symbols, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe instead what I should do is I should read the book of Romans. And as I was about to read the book of Romans, I looked over on my bookshelf and I saw a King James Bible. And I'm like, huh, it's kind of interesting. So I grabbed the King James Bible and I blew all the dust off, wiped it all off because I hadn't opened it since 1989. And I started reading the book of Romans. And it took me about 90 minutes to read. And remember, my wife never told me that she said this prayer. She didn't tell me a thing. She just prayed it to herself. And I read the book of Romans, 16 chapters, took me about 90 minutes to read it. And then the next day, I just felt um, the urge to read it again. So I read the book of Romans again. And then the next day, I read it again. So I read the book of Romans in its entirety every day for 30 days, the King James Bible. And it was like a pilot light turned on in my heart. And all of a sudden, I had a hunger for his word that I never experienced before. I wanted to consume this Bible. And I didn't know it at the time. I just I just started reading. I went into Corinthians and I just kept reading it. And I finished all the way to the end of the book of Revelations. The book of Revelation. My channel is Black Swan Revelations. And I finished it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't done that in years. And again, I, I would read for maybe 10, 15 minutes at a time. And if I needed a good nap, I would flip over to Leviticus and lights out. I'd be gone. So then I thought, this is kind of interesting. And then I started reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Done. New Testament, done. thought, oh. Okay, so I jumped into the book of Genesis and started reading that. And my wife noticed that I was reading quite a bit. And she's like, just so you know, I prayed for you that you would have a hunger for God's word. And I just started consuming it. And it took me five months to get through the entire Bible. And I hadn't done that in probably 25, 26, 27 years. And I, I just, I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I actually finished reading the Bible in its entirety, especially in a year. So it took me five minutes, five, five months. Then the second time I went through it, I thought that's kind of interesting. And it took me three months to get through the entire Bible, two hours a day, blasting through the Bible. And then the next time I went through it, it took me 30 days. And I did that three times in a row, a month at a time. And so I went through the Bible in 2022, five times. And last year I tied my record five times and finishing, I just finished it January 7th, my sixth time. So now I'm finished the new Testament and I'm going into the old Testament. 
I say all that because it was just a little tiny prayer that my wife did. And if you understood my background and how much my kids would make fun of me, my son would come up to me and he'd blow the dust off of my Bible and say, Dad, you should read this. And this is my son telling his dad, you should read the Bible because that was my reputation for not reading it. So that has been my journey. And in February, coincidentally, I decided to create a YouTube channel and I called it Black Swan Diary originally because I wanted to document because things were going on around me and just like our our brothers have said something something different was going on in the air so i thought i'm going to create a youtube channel i'm going to talk about the bible and then i'm just going to kind of document my journey as i went along so i started doing that and then i changed it to black swan revelations because what i noticed was every time I read the Bible and I would go through 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and go over it over and over and over again, all of a sudden a word would jump out at me or a sentence. And I'm like, how come I never saw this before? And I was like done with any other version, NIV, NLT, nothing. I'm like, I'm done. I'm just only focusing on the King James Bible. And that's Thanks to my wife, just saying a little prayer. So if I could say anything, don't give up on your spouse. Do not, when it comes to prayer, don't give up on your children. God has a plan for every one of us. So now, I I used to be a huge movie buff, still am, but I read more than I watch movies. And now when I'm reading my Bible, it feels like I'm watching a movie. Like, I can't explain it any more than that. It feels like I'm going through scenes, and when I hear my brothers talking, I have a Rolodex of scriptures that are just scanning, and, oh, I know where he's talking. I know where, what he's meaning when he says, all men will be drawn on to me. That's Christ talking about lifting up the cross, just like Moses and uh, and the serpent, the bronze serpent. Like, I could see all these verses pop into my head now. And that's because I washed my brain, brainwashed, with the word of God, two hours a day, four hours a day, five hours a day, all consumed with his word. And I don't plan on going back. And I used to be a post-tribber. As in, it kind of made sense for me that we should be drugged through the mud in order to earn something. Because that's what it felt like. People, you'd watch commentaries and people on, on YouTube saying, yeah, you gotta you got to earn it and all this kind of stuff. But the more I read Romans, all of a sudden I got a snapshot of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and his work was finished. And I'm like, oh, wow. So that means you completed your work and now it's up to me to get to know you intimately. And now I judge the Bible like how I read it based on God's character. So if there's something I don't understand, I always line it up with God's character. So when you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, you see Abraham pleading with God saying, will you destroy the righteous with the unrighteous? And the answer was no, not if he found 10 people. And he rescued Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I started calculating. I'm like, wow, God has a plan to separate the righteous from the unrighteous. And I 
quickly flipped over to pre-trib because that is what I was witnessing by going through the whole Bible. And we'll talk about 1 Thessalonians 4. But the more I read, the more I went, wow, you see Enoch. Enoch was translated. You see Elijah going up to heaven and all this stuff. And I'm like, there is a, a portrait of God's character that's being painted all across the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the more I read, the smaller the Bible got which is quite fascinating because if you told me before I could pass a lie detector test saying that I would never read the King James Bible and I don't think it was possible for me to read the Bible in less than six months, let alone 30 days. So that again, thanks to my wife and thank God for a handful of Jews that decided to reach out to the Gentiles, like one of my brothers said earlier, that reached out and took a chance and started preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles while the Jews were trying to stop Paul, Barnabas, and the others from talking about Jesus Christ. And I thank God for that because now we have the Pauline epistles, his letters that was downloaded from Jesus Christ himself to teach us how we're supposed to live our lives and how we're supposed to prepare our hearts as though Jesus Christ can come back today. And this is what I believe, that Jesus Christ, the imminency of Jesus Christ, he can come back right now while we're doing this show. I believe So I believe that. So thanks again, guys. That That's, that's my testimony. Oh, praise God. Amen. So awesome. So Amen. awesome. I love uh, it. I love what, oh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I love what you said, Shane, about uh, how you, you brainwash or wash your brain with the word. And that is so true. And it's something, it, it's crazy because that's actually something that I've been seeing myself and the Lord's been showing me because, you know, when we go through and we, we seek out the Lord and we know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm asking the Lord questions about how things are done and, and how is our mind transformed and renewed and such. And it's like he gives you these awesome answers, right? And he tells us that we know that in Ephesians 4, 23 through 24, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And also in John six sixty three, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And those life and those words, they, they penetrate our mind and they wash us, right? And the more that we absorb the word of God and the more that is in us, it is the filling, the true fulfilling of the Holy Spirit. To be, to be filled with the Holy Spirit mm. is to have the word of God constantly flowing through your mind so that we can recall at any time. And that was something that the Lord kind of shared with me this week. So I just thought it was interesting that you mentioned something like that. Cause I was like, wow, the Lord was just showing me something about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keyword that you're talking about there. When you went from not believing the post trip, because you don't really divide the Bible. You can easily believe in the post trip. Cause those people mix it all up. Yep. You think the whole book of Matthew is written to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So when you went from post trip to pre trip, and I found that word that you mentioned in that video, that keyword. And you mentioned 
that you used to believe in poetry, but uh, pre-tribulation made more sense to you because it will interrupt the ecosystem of the earth. Mm. I thought it was fascinating when you said that. Mm. It'll interrupt the ecosystem of the earth. Uh, just like uh, Jesus said, they'll be buying and selling, marrying, giving in marriage, business as usual in, most, in a lot of places. Okay, it's a big planet. Not everywhere needs to be getting blown up and people getting shot at, all right? Like I said, unless you're in Gaza or in Chicago, all right? But be it as it may, you know, they're going to have some uh, normalcy going on when the rapture resurrection takes place. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it will interrupt the ecosystem, like you said, which is perfect because it sets the whole beginning of Daniel's 70th week up so beautifully. Don't you agree, Shane? Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think I got some of that idea, too, from this book here, Black Swan, oh, okay. by, by Nassim Talib. And he talks about the idea of a Black Swan event, and maybe this is a good time to talk about what a Black oh, yeah. Swan event is. Yes, yeah. please go ahead. So basically, a Black Swan event has to fulfill three criteria. The, the first thing is it's highly improbable are highly unpredictable. The second criteria is it is highly impactful. Just think 9-11. And then the third criteria is we use what is called hindsight bias to formulate a little cocktail that explains everything away as though we saw it coming and we can rationalize it away and say, yeah, 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 I, I knew. I knew 9-11 was going to happen. I knew it. I was like the only one besides Alec Jones. I, I, I knew it was going to happen. But it's not true because there were only a handful of people that knew it, the terrorists. Now you can argue maybe the government knew and all this kind of stuff, but that's kind of – that's probably another video. But the idea is those people knew, but the majority of people were unaware that 9-11 was about to unfold the day before everything was calm and ordinary. And I remember exactly where I was, probably like my brothers here on the panel. You guys probably know where you were at that exact moment. And the audience probably knew where they were, if they're old enough to remember that. And so that's what, when I relate the rapture, it's going to be business as normal. And then all of a sudden, we're out of here. And that interrupts everything that is going on, where then you see sudden destruction and all kinds of stuff start. This is the commencement of Daniel's 70th week, Jacob's trouble, days of vengeance, all this kind of stuff, because something has to give, something has to happen. And we see this in Thessalonians where Paul talks about the idea that that, that can't, that the day of Christ can't happen until there's a great falling away first. And the son of perdition basically shows up. So there has to be something where he has to have a reason for him to come to power. And I believe that when we're out of here, millions of Christians out of here, you're going to have homes now that are going to be cheap because they're unoccupied. You're going to have extra vehicles. You're going to have extra jobs. People are going to be looking for answers. And the Antichrist is going to be able to explain this away. And I, my humble opinion is that people will move on without us because they're looking to the Antichrist and they're following whatever is on the news, the media, maybe we got abducted, who knows what it is, whatever answer that they come up with, 
And it'll be, that'll be the story of the century is here's what happened. So stay home. We're going to protect you. We're going to provide for you all this kind of stuff until we figure out what happened to all these people. It'll be explained away. And that's going to cause a huge interruption in the market. And again, afterwards, it'll be explainable. But the day before, we're going to be razzed as pre-tribbers saying, look, from all the historical or empirical evidence leading up to today, there's never been a rapture on the mass scale. Therefore, ergo, a rapture cannot happen. This is what people do. They look at history, they observe it, and then they go, this is my hypothesis. This is how I'll formulate that the rapture can't happen to post-tribulation after everything is done. And that's ludicrous to do that. This is a one-time event. And Jacob's trouble, there will never be a time like that in history before or after. So that's how that's how I incorporate yes. a black swan event with the rapture. Amen. Amen. You also mentioned Amen. too that uh when you're talking about that in that one video, you mentioned something very fascinating as well. And you said that the government will more than likely try to cause more fear to make people stay in their houses. Yeah. All yes. right. By we, telling them that, that there'll be more abductions coming. So you need to stay in the house. So that way, you know, you'll be safe until we figure out what's going on. And my, mm-hmm. and by making people stay in their homes, it's easy to do a census. It's yep. easy to arrest them. It's yep. easy to control the population. Yep. Control yeah. is the key word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, we've seen a little taste of that a few years ago with some kind of a mysterious event that happened all over the world. And we just got a taste of it. Even our, our, our um, mayor was hinting at the idea is like, if you see your neighbor doing something wrong, like maybe celebrating Thanksgiving with a handful of people, please report them to the authority. And I'm like, you are betraying us. Mm-hmm. You're betraying us wow. with that. We're mm. not supposed to do that with our neighbors. Earn the mark that of the beast. That'll yeah. come handy. <laughs> yeah. So this kind of conversation was starting to happen where people were encouraged Mm-hmm. To have a look at their neighbors, and I'll, I'll be honest, I went out with my kids just to count and see how many people were in homes during Christmas, but it was just for fun. I was like, oh, look, they're illegal. Look at all the cars there. They're all this kind of stuff. But that's the mindset from the media, and this might be – maybe this is where this separates me from a little bit of everyone else, maybe the other watchmen here, but I don't watch the news. That's one thing I don't do. Uh, because I focus on the Bible. And so if something comes up and somebody wants to talk about the news, I have a Rolodex now that I can go, oh, yeah, that's that's right here. Jesus talked about that or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because after a while, like if you gave me a 100 copies of the New York Times, it's not going to make me any more smarter just because I have a 100 copies of the news for that day. So. Why not mm-hmm. memorize the Bible? Mm-hmm. And I treat my life every single day as though he is going to come back tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. The crowd come from. from. Good for so you, Shane. I'm ready. It's not easy. It's not easy watching the no. news. No, no. And it actually, it, it, I believe it diminishes your spirit where you walk away. You're Amen. going, I'm confused. I'm a little bit depressed and I lost a little bit of hope in mankind. Yeah. And so, and they're all, 
you can flip through CNN, Fox, all these other channels, and they're either talking about how bad Biden is, how good Trump is, how bad Trump is, whatever it is. But after a while, it's all the same music. Yeah. And we're just we're just going along like it's a friend's TV show. And we're like, oh, I know what that's going to be about. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Amen. And, they're hey, programming us. They're trying I, to, but they ain't programming me. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you got the Holy Spirit in me. Go for it, guys. Exactly. You, yeah, you make exactly a great right. point, Shane, about it because you're saying, oh, you know, it makes you you kind of walk away feeling a little down, a little depressed, maybe even a little afraid. And again, like we know in John six sixty three, he says that his words are spirit in their life. So the words that come from from the world, from the enemy, they're they're going to be death and, and despair. There, it's going to be the opposite of what God's word is. So. I can absolutely see that it's a really what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. And I encourage everyone, you know, it's good to be informed, but know your priorities, right? You know, spend more time in the word than you would watching news. Amen. If you're doing one more than the other, then that's a problem. And it's going to it's going to brainwash you in the wrong direction. You want to wash your mind, regenerate your mind with the word. You don't want to destroy your mind with the world. The word of God will bring you knowledge, and the knowledge will bring you wisdom. Once you get through that and you start eating your your Bible, like word after word after pages, and you start looking into the word of God, you will become so excited about it. And that's why you will be able to divide the Bible, because the Bible, the old Bible is written for you, but not the old Bible is written to you. There's dispensation. That's how you can understand that the Bible makes sense. No, it's not a big package of words written too many years ago, and we don't remember who wrote them and everything. No, the word of God is true. It's protected in the Mm -hmm. King James, of course, Mm -hmm. and that's what we have to do. It's a if if you want to walk worthy of being a Christian, you got to be in your Bible all the mm-hmm. time. That's right. And and I had to put this up this because this yeah. is came to my mind Ephesians 5:26 that you might sanctify that he may mm-hmm. sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Yes, this is yeah. something that is so important it washes us clean deep inside our souls, it purifies yes. us. Yeah. And uh you know, it is Amen. amazing to think that something, a book with words on it could be so powerful. But this mm-hmm. is God's word, folks. Yep. It's God's Amen. word. Amen. Eternal. Isn't, yep. isn't that evidence in and of itself that it's special? It's different. It's <sighs> nothing like the rest of the world offers. <sighs> and you, you can take that test. You can do what Shane's done and read it over and over. And um, that's something I'm actually pursuing right now. And mm-hmm. um, it's been just such a blessing. I mean, I, it's interesting, Shane, that you've mentioned that because that's – that's my goal right now is I'm just spending at least a couple hours in the word every day. Yeah. And it's yeah, been, awesome. it's been absolutely transforming my mind. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Lord, I, I, I can't believe and that I slipped and started paying more attention to the word or the world rather than your word. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful that the Lord woke me up from that and, and drew me back to the living waters. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Amen. This so is awesome. This is very specific, and Brother Shane talked about the King James, and people will say, well, there's other versions. Yes, there are, but they all, you know, 
I see the Bible as my love letter from God himself. I don't want anybody to temper and mm -hmm. to put some black mark and add words into it, okay? If we can go to Ecclesiastes uh, 8.4, uh, that's what it says. That was a prophecy about the word of God. And that's very specific to this, okay? Where the word of a king, king is a small K, it's not, it's not Jesus, it's a small K. So King James, whatever, is there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? That's very specific to this. When there is a word of a king, King James, no, not the new King James, not the NSB or anything like this. I don't want to bring down the other version. But my King James is my love letter from God, and I want all the words. If your girlfriend or wife would write you something, and I would see it before you, and I would scratch some word, remove stuff, and add, you would be really mad at me and probably punch me in the face. So <laughs> this is what I want. Yeah. I want the true word of God, and I don't want anything Amen. else. Yeah. I saw something awesome. interesting on the web here just now, and, uh, you know, This, you know, how Lindsay predicts on his website. I don't know if we're allowed to mention names on here like that. I'm sorry if I did, Greg, but how Lindsay mentioned, I just went to a site. He says yeah. he thinks that a black swan event is going to happen in 2024. Oh, yes. You know, people are all pointing to this year. Yep. Okay. Then mm. it brings me to this interesting find. May 28, 585 BC predicted a solar eclipse that stops battles. And it goes on about this. And if this solar eclipse that's coming April 8th will stop all battles, could it be a hint that the rapture is about to take place and the Antichrist shows up on that day and stops all battles? I might just do a whole video on that. But I had to say that all this is connecting the dots of how this year separates connected to the Black Swan event, the April 8th event which draws a big X over USA. The USA is not even mentioned in the Bible, I believe. Folks, there's something going on here. I think the Lord is trying to tell us something that yeah, this he, year could yeah. be the very year that we go home. And I'm not saying, I'm not, exactly. I'm not setting dates. It's just, like I said, trust your gut feeling. Don't always trust it, but some people have been wrong on that. But I, you know, I give praise to this man here that you got on, you know, you're doing, you're saying a good thing about, All this stuff is coming together in the Black yeah. Swan event. So no, we don't right. give praise to anybody. I know you you mean well by that saying that, brother. I know what you mean. Are gonna point, some people are going to point you out on that one, and I certainly heard I it, give praise to God only so, in Jesus Christ, but amen. I, you know what I amen. mean, guys. Amen. Of I course, give him credit. Do. That's the right We have word. a lot of people a lot of people watching, and there are going to be a lot of people criticizing. We want to make ourselves <laughs> clear here. God yeah. bless Yeah. Well, I give credit to him, not praise. <laughs> I have bad words That's right, guys. Uh, That's right. Sorry. Sorry, oh, God. Don't, I totally. Okay. It's all good, yeah. man. Yeah, we totally understand you, Rick. What, what you're trying to say, but I do think it's interesting that you point out the the eclipse again because I just just happened to be doing some dishes the other day, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Wow, you know what's kind of interesting? How many? Oh yeah, me too. But I was like, how many times have we seen X lately? You know, we've had Planet X, we've had Twitter being renamed yeah. to X." Um, there's so many different inferences that I can think of. And I was just trying to go through them all in my mind. I was like, maybe there's something to this. Now, whether it be the rapture, I don't know. But it definitely makes me feel like something potentially big might happen 
Well, you know, that's just my thoughts on that, though. Don't don't forget about X Files. Oh X-Men. yeah, X Men. Yes, X Files. Yes, I mean, exactly. it just goes on and on and on. You know. And, and oh yeah, and that, Disease X or whatever. Disease Disease X. And uh, another thing about uh, if you've been watching, uh, Aaron, I got a minute. He did his video where he did he uh he pinned all these different towns within the pathways of the uh of the April eighth eclipse. Now we know the first one went through seven Salem's, okay? Mm-hmm. Which that was peace, all right. And what did we just go through? Seven years of plenty, all right. It went up, it started low, it went up, and it peaked, and it came right back down, right? It wasn't just like with, with Joseph when it went to like the top and it stayed off the top, and, the, and and when the seventh year came on the last day, it dropped off like a dropped off like a cliff. No, it went up. And then it came gradually back down. All right. We just went through the whole thing, the whole thing started in 2017. All right. That solar coach went through. That started the seven years of plenty. And we went up and we came right back down and we're right there in the valley. Okay. And what's interesting, it went through the seven Salem. So the seven years of peace are over, be it as it may. We haven't had a red dawn event here yet. So we still have peace. Okay. In a sense. <clears throat> but what's interesting is when the April 8th uh, pathway comes through the solar eclipse, he mentions it passes through Nineveh quite a few times, a whole bunch of Ninevehs. What are the chances of that? The sign of Jonah, all right? Mm. But what caught my attention was not just the fact that it went through other towns like Jonah, the town's called Jonah, uh, town's called Pharaoh. I mean, they're all in there. It's kind of like the asteroid uh a deal that we had in September, all those asteroids going through the Revelation 12 signs, exact mm-hmm. same thing. But there was one that stuck out to me, and I think you might know this town, Michael. It was right there. He said it was yeah. at right at uh southern Indiana on the west side. And it the the, the and it's right there, really close to the uh Cairo, where X yeah. is out right there, right off from the side of that when it, the pathway is interesting. The X it passes right through this town in southern Indiana called Rapture Harmony. All right. Hmm. And I thought, I, was, I didn't know we had a town called Rapture Harmony in Indiana. I didn't know that, you know. And Boy. it just it goes right through Rapture Harmony. That is interesting. Right at the crisscross at Cairo. Okay. Huh. So, wow. well, what are the chances? Yeah. That and- I've pointed something out here. Yeah, and um, and I believe Southern Illinois, it, it goes through a place called Little Egypt, which I also what? found was really interesting. I was like, what? You can't make this stuff up, you know? And only God who knew the end from the beginning would have orchestrated such a thing, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's so amazing when you look at things like this because it's Are like, guys, okay. Yeah. Right. Are know, you go guys going to be moving soon? Are you guys going to be moving soon? <laughs> Change locations? Right, let's all move there. Wait for the rapture. Uh, there. Yeah. So, so the question is, what do, you think <laughs> what do you think is going to happen there? You got, I wrote in my book, Man. The Road to 2024, when this X crosses right there, I believe that that's when the uh, we'll see the uh, New Madrid fault line give way. Mm. And we're starting to see a lot of earthquakes around here where I'm at, in Indiana, mm. and you also see. Illinois, Kentucky. They're getting a lot of seismic activity now, ramping up. Around the Nemagic Fault, right there now. Okay, they had a real big one just last week. Okay, so that's starting to happen, and I've seen the charts that are coming out, 
and it showed like the earthquake activity of the uh this uh you know basically you show the pathway of the uh solar eclipse and the other so you know where the x is at right there well mm-hmm. surprisingly the earthquake activity is actually if you look at the uh, infrareds it's forming an x as well right on top of the x of the solar wow. eclipse that's nuts. So, so the Earth <laughs> is lining up with this X. I think the Lord's like, hey, man, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you what's coming. <laughs> We're trying yeah. to divide it, it all leads up. It all leads up to that black swan yeah. revelation, right? That black swan event. Yes. And right. uh, Brother Shane, uh, you also have stuff uh, on your channel that I found very interesting. It was undeniable evidence, proof hmm. of a pre-trib rap- uh, rapture. And uh, can you just explain to us a little bit about that? What's in First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen? Sure. Do you want to? Uh, do you want me to just uh, read through it here? Sure. I have it up on the screen as well. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So verse thirteen, First Thessalonians uh, chapter four, verse thirteen to eighteen. We'll, we'll read it. Uh, basically, uh, th- historically, Thessalonians is one of the earlier writings of Paul the apostle which is kind of cool in itself. And if you want comfort food, I think read first and second Thessalonians over and over and over again. It's, it's comfort food. Uh, Jesus Christ said when he leaves, the comforter will come, which is the Holy spirit. And every time I read the Bible, I'm always asking the Holy spirit to help me know Jesus Christ just a little bit more because that's that's one of the promises is the Holy Spirit was Amen. to teach us all things and also to remind us of everything that Jesus Christ has said. So this is why I love uh, Thessalonians, the book of Thessalonians. So uh, verse 13, but I would not have you be to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. <clears throat> For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So I'll stop there for a second because there's a couple of things going on here. There were people that were mourning their loved ones and almost from the point of there's a chance we may never see these guys again. And Paul's like, no, don't mourn like the others that have no hope. Why? Because we're going to see our loved ones again. And Paul's describing this. These are the people that die in Christ. I believe that they go straight to heaven when they die. And they're in heaven, and Jesus Christ Amen. is bringing those people back with him, our loved ones, and we're going to be caught up to meet them in the air. And you see in verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, which is those that are alive, and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. So many people miss the word prevent, and perhaps... Perhaps it's not in the other versions. I'm not trying to knock all the other versions. The reason why I stick with the King James is I'm always looking for patterns. The more you read one version, the more you have a chance to see words that pop out. And you might go, oh, I've never seen prevent before. Or 
something happens, let's just say in the Old Testament, where Lot has to make a choice. This is kind of our first instance of a Lot. You see Lot choosing either to go this way into Canaan or to go towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham says, here, you make a choice. So there's all these firsts, and the only way you can recognize it is if you go through the entire Bible over and over again and you start to see these patterns. If you switch to the message, which was written by one guy, or NIV, or NLT, whatever it is, you can't process that much information to find these patterns. So this is why I strongly believe in picking the King James Bible, sticking with it. I'm not saying slam all the other people that are reading. My wife reads another version. I bought another version of the Bible for my sister so I could steal her King James Bible, giant print. But for (laughs) me, I focus on one version because I want to see patterns like this. The coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Prevent means they're gone. They're in heaven. We're not stopping them. They're not in the ground soul sleeping. They're with the Lord. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's right. Yep. That's right. So when we see this, I'm like, okay, so Paul's telling us something. Look, guys, don't mourn. These people are not asleep. They're actually in heaven. They might look Mm -hmm. like it because we planted them into the ground, but they're in heaven and the Lord is bringing them back. So verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You'll notice there is a colon there in the King James Bible. And again, I'm not sure what the other versions are like. I think they're a little bit different. But this colon is usually used for the idea, especially back in the 1600s, and it's very common to use it this way today. But that is a, a list. That is a category in itself. The dead and rise, the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's who he's bringing back with him. Those people. And then verse 17, then we which are alive. So now he's jumping back to us that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. Who? Those people that are Jesus is bringing back with him in the clouds to meet the Lord. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And this jumped out to me when I was in the post-tribulation world. I'm like, everything else is not comforting. To be a bride and to get drugged through the mud so that the groom could be on the other side going, well done. Wow, that's amazing. And we think, oh, endure to the end means endure to the end of the tribulation. When you think about it with Peter, when Jesus Christ was being crucified, he wanted to see the end. What is he talking about? The end of the world? No, he wanted to see what was going to happen with Jesus Christ. He wanted to be around until the end. So perhaps Paul's talking about us enduring while we are here alive because we're not promised tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow. Some of us on the panel, God forbid, may not be here tomorrow. I shouldn't say God forbid because you're actually more blessed because now you're with the Amen. Amen. Tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> well, some people get mad, and I think this is one of the interesting things on my YouTube channel. When I started talking about the pre-tribulation rapture, I got 
heat, lots of heat, hate messages, hate mail. You're a blasphemer. You're satanic. You're cultic. You're like more all this stuff from other channels going, you're a blasphemer. I'm like, why? Because I believe that Jesus Christ could come at any time and I prepare my heart and I dive into his word. I love no, my man, brothers and sisters more than me. That's satanic. And right. I got heat. So I'm like, hmm, I didn't get heat on the post-trib side. Not like this. I got heat pre. And I'm like, what is the difference? The only difference is we are looking for the imminency of Christ, Amen. which means he can come any time. If he comes 100 years from now, so be it. That just means I can memorize the Bible, the whole Bible, so that by the time I get to heaven, I could start. Let's go. Let's do this. I want to know him a little bit better today than yesterday. But if he comes at midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, the first, second, third watch, I am ready because I am watching. Why did Jesus tell us to watch over and over and over again? Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting when he talked about the uh, comfort one one another with these words. Okay, he just explained the rapture resurrection. Okay, and how we're going to be called up to meet the Lord. So what are we being comforted for? Because we can see the day of the Lord approaching and all that wrath and everything. Okay, even That's man's right. wrath and everything. The whole seventy tribulation he talks about is coming. Now, people, the post-tribbers believe in the U-turn rapture. Yes. You caught up to meet Jesus in the air and the U-turn come right back down. Um, what <laughs> comfort is sense. there in that? What are yeah. you escaping? Nothing. When mm-hmm. Jesus returns, it's done. Suffering's yep. finished. Your enemies are going to be destroyed. So what's the comfort in the U-turn rapture? You're going to go up there, U-turn, come right back down. So, you know, that doesn't make any sense. The comfort is the fact that, that you know this event's coming and you're going to be removed before it all takes place. Because if that U-turn rapture was true, which we know it's not, then, like I said, there'll be no comfort in that because everything's over. You, you know, bring up great, great points, end, Bob. You know? Yep, you Amen. bring up great points. And I want to also point out in this in this chapter, uh, verse 16. Don't forget what it says here. For the Lord himself mm-hmm. shall descend. Now, mm-hmm. I think this speaks volumes, this particular word, yes. himself. Yes, it does. Why do, you think, why do you think it speaks volumes? Because he's by himself. He's not with his saints. He's it's not personal. with the angels. It's personal. It's no horses. Those are hints. Himself. <laughs> They're hints. This is, these are hints that he's by himself when this happens, when this event occurs. Yes. So no U-turn rapture there. He's yeah, telling you that right there in verse 16. Go and prepare a place for us, you know. For the rapture. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just going to say for the rapture, we're blessed to see him in front, like the front of him. And for Armageddon, we are blessed to see his back. Because if we, if you're in Armageddon, if you see his front, you're pretty you're, much you're, dead. You're, you're in the bad place. <laughs> Very but I was it's just going all. to ask. I was just going to ask. I had a question there. Well, you know what you guys do here? Where we watch, man. We watch. Okay, but why you do that? It will happen. What will happen? Well, Revelation three three is clear. Thou shalt watch. If mm-hmm. thou shalt not watch. Okay, you won't know when I come. If you watch, well, you will know. You know, Jesus said, he he said he would go and prepare a place for us. You know, it doesn't make sense 
you know, why would he go and prepare a place for us for a short while? Obviously, he's receiving us in an event that's coming, a mystery event, which is the rapture. Okay. And like I said, we're not going to do a U-turn. He's not going to come back and then rapture us and then go prepare a place. He's coming back to the earth. So yes. that can't work. I mean, he's going to prepare a place. When he left the earth thousands of years ago, you know, he went up to us. Well, I'm going to the father now. When will you be back? You know, I'm going to prepare a place for us, you know, and, or he said that. And it makes more hints that we are going up before mm-hmm. the seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I explained that right. Yeah. <laughs> like Greg was saying, verse 16 is the best hint that we got. It's, it's going to come himself. And of course, there will be sound. I don't think it's going to come. There is no secret rapture. I don't think so. It says it's going to come with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God. Uh, there will be noise. Okay, people well, will know. I it's think- a mystery event, secretly needed. In other words, you know, it's no one knows the day and hour. It's yes, a, it'll come like a thief. You know, it's a mystery event, but we know it's imminent. It's going to happen at any moment. But oh, yes. it's not a yes. secret. It's well known that it's coming. But a lot yes. of people want to fight it and say, hey, you're wrong. It's coming at the end of the seven years, I said, well, that can't work. No, None no, of that. That no. doesn't make sense. You run into no. too many blockades when it happens. What are they going to run go into each other? Come on. You must check yeah. the, the dispensation. You must check right. where, what is for us. Okay. Right. And I think that's very important. What's interesting too is um, some people don't like the escape clause. They don't like that. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. idea that we're escaping when you think about it, it Jesus said, "Pray that you're counted worthy to escape before all these things come to pass." Not after. That's not mm-hmm. an escape. After when the sub goes down, that's not that's not an escape. Swimming through the flood when you missed the boat with Noah's Ark, that's not an escape. Mm-hmm. That's not escaping. Escaping is actually going into the ark. The door closing, and then the flood happens, and the ark raises above the earth. And I, I hear so many people say that they'll be like, "Well, Noah wasn't raptured." It's like, well, what more of a picture do you want when Noah and his family escaped in a boat? What do you call that? Yeah. He never went right. through the flood. He wasn't <laughs> swimming through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the picture of the pattern of it's the pattern is that they're escaping before judgment. It's not necessarily it's the rapture per se, but the pattern of of escaping before judgment. And, you know, you see that with Enoch, Noah, Lot. They all as the day of Noah, as the days of Noah. Yeah. uh, I have a someone to show you. Go to Amos eight verses 11 and 12. All right. This I believe is the reason why we are taken out of here. And then there's a gap of time where there is no preaching. It says, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst of water, but hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north, even to the east. Mm -hmm. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Now, if we're here spread out all over the earth, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. You're going to find a believer somewhere. You can go yep. to Walmart. You can go over to the Piggly Wiggly. 
All right. Yep. You can go down the middle of the forest and find a guy in a cabin. You're going to find a word somewhere. Yep. yep. Okay. But if we're all gone and raptured and the age of grace is over, and now mm-hmm. there are keyword, they are waiting for the new instructions from the Revelation 14 angel. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet. That angel doesn't show up right away, folks. When mm-hmm. we're gone, we are not preaching that nobody's preaching anything. It is dead. It's the dark ages here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody knows how to get yeah. to Jesus now. Mm-hmm. All right. Until that angel shows up, until the witnesses show up. And when we're long that's going to be, I don't know, but this says it right here that mm-hmm. there will be a famine. You yes, will not exactly. find a person, any you will not find one single person on the face of the earth that has the spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm and sure that all, unless the pre tribulation yeah. rapture happens. All yeah. the Bibles will be forbidden and all that stuff also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, what Shane was bringing up earlier about keywords, I mean, look, we have keyword here famine, mm-hmm. like famine, like in the, the prophetic parallel with Joseph, right? And the famines yep. of the lands. Mm-hmm. We have famines in the tribulation period that are mentioned. So you can see mm-hmm. that, that keyword tie in here between what's going to happen and yep. the famine. So what about verse 153, yeah. Thessalonians 153? While people are saying peace and safety, destruction shall come upon them as labor pays pregnant the woman, and they shall not escape. So they're referring mm. to a separate people that are yep. not escaping, and then there is yep. a separate that is going to escape. Mm-hmm. So First Thessalonians 153, I did a whole video on that, Bob. You know about that, yep. you know, matching the votes. They yep. shall not escape, but we will. Mm-hmm. Key word, another key that, hey, there's an event coming that's mm-hmm. going to take us out here, which is the rapture. There it is mm-hmm. again before the seven-year tribulation starts. Yep. You know. Amen. But that's, we are not it, in There's darkness. too many points of evidence that it's going to happen before the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean. Oh, we all that, agree here. <laughs> yeah, and that word famine is kind of interesting because, like, for myself, this is this is kind of a side note, but I don't know if you could see this or not. But this is a, a King James Bible end of verse that I have purchased, and it's on standby in case I lose my King James Bible. This is another King James Bible that I have on standby, and this is my large print King James Bible in case I wear out my this one here with highlighter, and then I have this one on standby as well. So I have King James Bibles in case I'm not here and somebody decides to raid my home. I hope they'll find these and Mm -hmm. find comfort in them before they get confiscated and illegal. But that's how much I believe. No rapture note, Shane. Yeah, that's that's why I believe strongly in reading the King James Bible because I – I know what it's like to have a famine in my life where I wasn't reading enough of the word of God. And now Amen. I feel so full that even at nighttime, I will dream piecing scriptures together while I'm sleeping. And I can now control my thoughts, which never happened before. Amen. I can, I can, a thought can come into my mind and I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. I'll give that to you, Lord. And I just, Amen. I can do that just all day long, I can just control my thoughts now. Isn't, and that's only because of washing my brain with God's word. Is. Yes, that's so awesome. And that's something that also, again, the Lord was teaching me about thought warfare. Because I was like, Lord, how do, you, how do you control these things? They're crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you you must first take every thought captive, right? That's what it says in Scripture to do. We 100%. take every thought captive to the cross. But we don't suppress the thoughts. You you confront them head yep. on, and you, yep. you, you take the lie out of that thought, right? Yep. You say, yep. what are you saying? It's not true. 100%. And then you take the Scripture that is the truth, and you combat that lie so you can therefore take it captive to the Scripture, to the cross. And, awesome. um, man, it's amazing what God's... What he, what he he'll show you guys that you just ask the Lord and yep. His Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, He will guide you into all truth. I'm a knuckle dragger, guys, and if I can learn, <laughs> everyone can learn. That's awesome, awesome. Amen. Everybody so I'm just one. putting this uh, up right <laughs> now. Second Corinthians ten five is what uh, Brother Michael was referring to. There, whoop, there it is. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians mm-hmm. ten five. Yep. Casting exactly. down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Um, I love folks, it. the word is just so, uh, it washes you. It just, Brainwashing. And, love it. Yeah, Amen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and this was another, this was another verse that came to mind. Second Timothy one seven for God hath not give us, given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind, sound can mind. I, can I sound tell you guys mind. a quick little story about that verse real fast? Please if you, do. If you have a second. What? It was amazing. You guys know I have chronic PTSD and anxiety disorder. Well, I was at Walmart one time and I got hit real bad. And um, I, I, I remembered that scripture and I was like, I kept trying to just get grounded. You know, I was just praying and trying to just be grounded on the Lord and I remember that scripture that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. But when your mind is like mashed potatoes because you're trying to bring your your your, your mind together, you know, it's hard. It's hard to remember those things. And I'll, it, Guys, it had to be God. I, I cannot even explain it other than God. I turned my head and someone who was standing like 10 feet in front of me at a youth scan with a black T-shirt on. And sure enough, on the back of their shirt said, Second Timothy one seven for God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power and of love and a sound mind, wow. and I was like, God, only you could have organized right? that wow. event right there. Only you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a common Bible verse that you wear either as a, a shirt or no, to no. Be honest with you. That's interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I love the I, lo- yeah. I love the encouragement that giving giving everybody here right now. We know that there's a lot of watchmen here on YouTube now that are going against uh, the pre-tribulation rapture. There's a lot mm. of people going against the same Okay. And uh, that's one thing, uh, Shane. Um, so when you first started reading the Bible, how did you understand salvation? Did that change for you, too, when you first started reading the Bible? Yeah, because or- I, I think I think everyone goes through doubts throughout their life. They're like, "Am I re- did I really get baptized? Am I really saved? Did I really say, did I really mean it? Because sometimes you look around and you go, oh, I don't feel like I'm acting like a Christian or whatever it is. I'm not reading enough, whatever. And then, like I mentioned earlier, when I dove into the book of Romans, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I used to cuss quite a bit. I could peel wallpaper off the wall and stuff. And yet I still felt the Lord still loved me. He still did something on the cross 2000 years ago. It doesn't matter. So then I'm like, it's almost like I couldn't outsin God, God's grace, God's love, God's mercy. 
So then I stopped. As in I stopped trying to disappoint him because he had already done something for me 2,000 years ago. And I'm like, hmm, you're still with me. It doesn't matter what I do. And in fact, when I run away, you you go out and you actually tackle me and bring me back. I'm like, this is unconditional love. It's amazing. So now, because I read the Bible all the time, I'm consuming it and stuff. I don't want to do those things. And it's, and you know, that's how you could tell if you're a Christian. If you, it's not that you don't sin, it's that you hate it. The second you're done, you're like, ah, why did I do this? Why? That's a good place to be. That's an honest place to be. And then now, as you get strength by reading his word, you go, Lord, I feel like I'm being tempted by this or whatever. I give this to you, Lord. And all of a sudden he gives you the strength to overcome it. And the more times you do it, like our flesh is out to get us. It is out to destroy us. And if you trust your flesh, Mm -hmm. it will lead you to death. That's the one-way ticket. But if Mm. you ignore your flesh and you focus on things of heaven and you start thinking about the Lord and the Holy Spirit and you're like, Lord, like I want to know you a little bit better today than yesterday. All of a sudden, you're so focused on him, you don't want to go close to the line. Even though he loves you, you just, you run away. Like Joseph escaping from Potiphar's wife by leaving his cloak behind. He escaped. As much as people don't like that word escape, that's what you have to do. You have to mm-hmm. flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you get the spiritual seal, yeah, you're right. You you can go to the edge, all right? But it's like you're inside a building and you're sealed in there. You can go pound on that wall if you want. It doesn't help, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to hate yourself when you're done. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting out. Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot. There's nothing that you can do to undo the seal of God. Mm. Yep. Right? Nothing. Nothing yep. you can do. Yep. That and that's what gone. people. That's what some people struggle with. And until you understand your identity in Christ and what He did for you on the cross, when He died on the cross for us, rose again on the third day, and is alive forevermore, He will not strike Himself twice. He will not do that. He did all the work. It's all finished. Once you understand that, you start fighting against, you stop fighting against God. You just stop and you're like, wow. You give up. You love me. Yeah, you give up. You surrender. What an amazing concept as a Christian, surrendering your life to Christ. Amazing. Praise God for that. Yes. Amen. I agree to this. Yeah, that's where uh, you know, people get all messed up. You know, they they yes, there's sin in your life still because you're three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Okay, spirit's done, sealed, done. Your spirit is glorified like God. That's why when you die, you go to the you go to the heavenly realm. You go to be with, be with the Lord before it's strong. It's like gravity. It's like gravity in reverse. Okay, mm-hmm. when your when your spirit leaves your body, when it leaves your physical vessel, it's gravity it just takes you where you belong. You don't even have to try. Like these mm-hmm. people that believe that these spirits are trapped on the earth and need to be guided to the light. Now, those are all demons, folks. Okay. When you yeah. die, your spirit is like gravity, it takes you right to heaven. Just like when you die and you're not saved, it's in reverse. Your spirit is like gravity, it takes you down to the core of the earth. You're taking yes. the hell. That's right. right. Yeah. I want to ask the panel there, every, everyone, those who don't want to get saved, do you think that's because they love sin and they like to be rebel? Right? Don't don't all answer at once. 
<laughs> well, that's that's what it means. Some of people love their sin, yeah. right? Uh, right. Drinking, uh, whatever, all that stuff, all that garbage. That I was, we were studying Ephesians 5 today, and uh, Ephesians 5, uh, verse 3 and 4 is very, you can put them there on the screen. That's that's a lot of sin, and these sins are the one that God hates the most, I'd say, because the first one is fornication mm-hmm. and uh, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, jesting. We're, we're mm-hmm. way past the little uh, bad joke there, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, the dirty joke, we're way past that. When it comes to fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, yep. uh, mm-hmm. if you want to stay in that and filthiness, that's verse four, filthiness, um, that's really dirty. That's And every form, way, or shape of sin, once you reach the filthiness or the uncleanness, it is dirty. It is mm-hmm. It is crap. But a lot of people just enjoy that, right? And when you bring the gospel to them, they don't want to hear anything. Oh, you're just a Bible freak. You know, you do as you wish, but uh, I'll do as I will. (laughs) You get a lot of churches that, you know, people that they package them up and send them right out the door. Oh, we saved 40 people today. Just wear a cross around your neck and sign on the dotted line. You're saved. Go. The next person comes up. Get them saved. And, they, and, you know, there's no real repentance. There's yeah. no real being saved. They go out and they feel exactly the same about their sin before they walked in there. And they go to the bar that night and say, hey, man, that was fun at the church. Oh, I bought a cross, too, and I put it around my neck. I'm saved now. No, you're not. You're sitting there drinking. You're going to go home and look at pornographic material probably or yeah. something naughty. You're yeah. not saved. And that's going on every single day as we speak. And like I said, when, when the rapture comes and then, of course, the great white throne judgment, those people end up in hell. Jesus will say, I never knew you because you thought you were saved. They're self-deceived. Yes. And, you know, now you know when you're truly saved because you know you feel bad about your sins. You have a rejection to your sins. And, yeah. and of course, when, when we get out of line, God chastens, chastise. And that's a good indication you know you're yes. saved. No one likes being chastised, but God, I walk every day in fear of the Lord of him chastising me. Yes. You know, and what keeps me going every day when I wake up is I know that might be our last day on earth mm-hmm. because of the rapture might come that day. That mm-hmm. keeps me going, living mm-hmm. for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, you can tell by a fake Christian and a true Christian, you know. Yeah. What's interesting about uh, <laughs> somebody just left a comment under his wings. What can separate you from the precious love of God? Who could ever come against his warm and perfect? And I believe that's from Romans, where once you realize that God is the justifier and he justifies us because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, his son, and Jesus Christ is the ultimate judge. And if you have those two on your side and we're sealed by the Holy Spirit, what are we talking about here? How can anyone, any angel separate us from his love? And once you realize that, things become crystal clear. And any one of us, any one of us on this panel can sin and fall hard tomorrow. We're just on, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're on the verge of insanity because you will shock yourself as to how far you can actually fall. You can mm, do it. It's it's terrible. right on the cross, on the crisp. And how you overcome that, at least this is how I do it, 
is I don't make rules for myself, like right down to reading the Bible. I don't make a rule anymore. I don't go, I'm going to read for 15 minutes because I will fail. I'll cause myself to fail. Mm -hmm. I don't set alarms to time myself for two hours. I just read all the time. I don't say I'm never going to watch pornography again because what you're going to do is you're going to set the stopwatch and you're going to be tempted in some crazy way that you never saw coming by your flesh, whatever else, because you're arousing your flesh. So instead, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to fall. I don't. I love you so much. Help me to know you a little bit more today than I did yesterday. And let me stay close to you. And when I do that, I find it easier than setting myself up for these little, I'm never going to look lustfully onto a woman. I'm never going to watch porn again. All this kind of stuff. Because again, you're arousing your flesh and you're, right. you're going to fall. You're going to fall. So mm-hmm. I, I'm always careful not to put rules and regulations in front of me to arouse my flesh. I want my flesh to be asleep. Stay asleep. Stay Amen. asleep. Right. Don't wake up. <laughs> Look at the yep. Act 931, the part B is walking in the fear of the Lord. Coma, and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's an act. A dispensation, yes, it's for us. So that's what we have to do. We got to fear fear the Lord, but stay in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is within us. We're sealed, mm-hmm. you know? And that's First John 1.19. We have to confess, and a lot of people don't want to hear about that because they say that's not for us. Now it's to keep the fellowship with the Holy Ghost all the time. This is what I am. This is what I did, and I'm sorry. And you always... You always keep talking with the Holy Ghost because mm-hmm. if not, you're gonna get lost and astray, and that's it. You're gonna you're gonna be in big huge problems. Right. That's what I said earlier. We're, we're body, soul, and spirit. Where does grace? Where is grace being applied? Not on your spirit. Spirit's been born again, sealed. It's done. Okay. It's a representation of God inside of you, the Holy Spirit. That's a done deal. Where is the shower of grace at? It's on your body continuously. Your spirit doesn't need washing. It's done, sealed, finished. But now there's a constant washing of your body, a sanctification as you got real in your flesh now, because now your body, Apostle Paul says, your spirit wars with your flesh. Okay? Uh It has to be polarized. You got to be one on one end and one way on the other end for it to be Uh polarized. And I told my wife, I'm polarized. I got a spirit that's full God, full Jesus Christ, and the other spirit and flesh. It's full flesh. And guess what? Yep. I sin, and the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I get sick. I can die. All yep. kinds of bad stuff can happen to me. And the Lord's like, hey, look, Bob, if you really dig into the sin, you go right ahead. You might end your life early before your appointed time mm-hmm. because the wages of sin is death. And death is being, that's the wage that's being put on your flesh right now. Yep. It's not being put on your spirit because your spirit can't die. We're not going to the second death. Yep. All right. So your mm-hmm. spirit's fine. You're awesome. safe. But as far as your flesh is, yeah, you can sin to the cows come home, but you're still saved. But if you're going to sin, you will increase the wages of what sin can do, and you could bring on an early death. Yeah. And I and I I don't know how that can happen. And if that can happen, I'm sure it has. Yeah. But I wouldn't take any chances with it. Exactly. That. You know, That's the you know key right there. Yep. 
Mm. That's good. Sin is death. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wages of sin is death. Yeah. And we die still until the rapture resurrection. And that's why our flesh continues. The sanctification is on our flesh because God's like, look, I got your spirit and I put a down payment, an earnest payment, right, on your body. And I marked it with my mark, my DNA. So when I sound that trumpet off, I will then redeem the purchased possession, which is your body. And then you'll be completely redone. Body, soul, mm-hmm. and spirit. You know, it's real mm-hmm. simple to understand. Yeah, it oh, is. Mike. And and you know what? We're not perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Sure, Michael. Can't hear you. Michael. Michael. We can't hear you. We can't hear you, Michael. <laughs> And your mic is on, too, so there's something on your end. Yeah, all right. Well, check into that, brother. And I'm just going to just piggyback off of what you guys were talking about. But sin, we we shouldn't want it. But the Holy Spirit is going to convict us, right? It's going to convict us. There's always going to be a constant battle of the flesh. We're battling the devil. Come on. I mean, this is something that we go through on this battlefield. I mean, the battle... Belongs to the Lord. We know that. Amen. Yep. But we are on the battlefield and we represent the body of Christ corporately yep. here. Yep. So, and we, we've brought this up numerous times in the past too. He's not going to oh, yeah. put his body through tribulation, through a, a curse, through his wrath again. Yep. He already did that once on the cross. It's, it is finished. He said, yep. it is finished. Amen. He's not awesome. going to do it again, folks. And he's not going to do it to the body, to his body. Yep. which we represent the body of testing, Christ. Testing, testing. There you are. Yep. There you are, Michael. Here you know. no, I think you guys they, hear me? People think they can test God's Can't patience you know, until he has enough. You know, And that's what we're doing. Everybody's mm-hmm. testing his patience right now. And God's going, how far can God push this, folks? I mean, he's going to say enough is enough. And that's when he's going to call his church out of here. And he's going to blast the world with the judgments. And the skies are going to break open and people don't hear them now, they, they, they ignore the street preachers down there. They're going to hear them loud and clear in an unpleasant way during the tribulation. Amen. Right now, people mm-hmm. are just spitting in their faces downtown. Amen. And I said, someday they're going to hear him, and it's going to be very unpleasant. So it's a big spiritual rustling of battle of spirits all around us, trying to get us to sin at the very last moments before the rapture comes. He's going to try to poke at every believer he can. To get well, them to, to, to lose. Because he knows our rewards are coming. And so if I could get Rick to sin as much as I can before the rapture. Because he knows exactly. it's close. He'll do, he'll try me. Bring it on because I'm ready for a good battle with him. You know? You guys That's why I'm, I am solid like yes, an can, iron Michael. piece of iron when it comes to the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm going to stay strong. That's what I'm telling everybody yeah. here. Stay strong because as it gets closer and closer, every month brings us closer. Yeah. The increase of the battle of the spirit. He's trying to Amen. get us to sin. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're I stronger that. than that. We're strong, folks. Yeah, because greater is he in us than is in the world. And just going real quick back, because I, I thought it was really important, and I thought it was really profound what Brother Bob was saying, because I've, I've tried to share this with people before. In 1 Corinthians 5, you see that picture of being chastised to death. And um, there is a man, right, who had fornication, and he had slept with his father's wife. And Paul said he had given him over uh, in verse 4 four and 5 of First uh, Corinthians 5, it says, and starting verse 4, it says, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such a one 
unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. And um, yeah, chastening is real, guys. It's no joke. And if you want a healthy fear of the Lord, um, don't or go ahead and go out there and, and, and sin if you want to. And you'll find out real quick as a mm. believer that God does not mess around. It is not, yes. it's not, it's, there's no room to mess around. He, whatever a man sows that he'll, he'll reap. God mm. will not be mocked. And, um, that's something you have to really pay attention to. That's something I've learned, you know, as being born again. I was like, oh, you know. But, you know, we are also not called to not despise the chastening of the Lord, too, right? Because that, then we know that we truly are sons and not the other word. <laughs> I'm not going to say on here. But, you know, it's true. And it's, it's a really amazing thing. And, um, I think a, a thing with sin, too, you know, people have minimalizing. They minimalize one thing and that, you know, they say, oh, you know, well, this little thing is not as big as this big thing. And that can be so problematic with people because, <coughs> God sees sin as sin. It's sin, you know. Oh yeah. Sure, there's, there's, sure, there's in our minds, you know, there's huge and crazy sins and stuff. And but God is a holy God, and He sees it all the same. And it's amazing the grace that He has for us. And like what Shane was saying earlier, and Bob, and all you guys, the love of the Lord, the love of the Lord, right? It's He, He brings us to a, a place of humility. He brings us to a place of, um submission because we have the love and that love is amazing because we see it in scripture it says the bond of perfection you know love is the bond of perfection and i always joked around and said hey that's that's heaven's glue but that same love is the love that keeps you right and you cannot break that bond of perfection you cannot break that love and no matter what you do no matter how many times you fall and this is the importance of walking in relationship with Jesus. And this is the importance of reading Scripture. This is the importance of being serious with them because you'll find through your life, through your failures, through the times when you, you thought you were standing, you know, it says, you know, beware unless you fall, right? Take heed unless you fall. Don't, don't act like you're, you're all, you got it all together because you may compromise your position and fall into sin what Shane was saying, don't give yourself rules and regulations. Isn't that the whole point of taking away the law? Mm-hmm. Because we were set free. We were liberated. And now we don't have to be constrained to that. And be, yeah. having that freedom, we can work in a new plane, if you will, that we couldn't navigate before. But when you do fall, when you do, you get back up and you will see through your life and your walk and how over the years with your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he'll never leave you. He'll mm-hmm. never forsake you. He Amen. always receives you in love. He always washes you and pick and he dust, he dust you off and he always fills you with hope <coughs> to get through another day. And that's something that I find absolutely profound that you yep. can't make that stuff up. And when you've experienced it, you mm-hmm. do have that peace. You do have that identity in Christ because you know who you are. You know you're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You don't have to worry anymore. And yes, we hate the fall. I mean, I hate it. I hate mm-hmm. falling. Mm-hmm. But I know God loves me and he'll restore me. That's right. And, and you. it's your weakness. And, you and it's your weakness yes. that that he is made perfect in. Yes. Amen. And that's why I have this Amen. verse up, Second Corinthians 12, 9. Amen. It's Amen. not... It's not us, folks. We're not strong enough. 
we're not strong enough. We're going to fall into temptation. We're going to fall into sin. But mm -hmm. he yes. brings us out of it. As long as we're willing to have him do that for us. And he said unto me, my grace. He said, my grace mm -hmm. is sufficient. Underline that bold print. Sufficient for thee. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sufficient. Amen. It's sufficient. His grace is sufficient, folks. That's it. Yep. It should be right. That should be period for some of these people who are, you know, exactly. Lordship salvationists, or you know, think it's it's all based on on uh, you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love please, that scripture, you know, Greg. I love that because another thing the Lord ministered to me today, because I was like, Lord, why is it sometimes the trials you bring us through? so incredibly difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And then we find right here in the scripture, it says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be brought into that weak state, guys, for God's strength to to excel, to to bring you through and to give you victories in your life. And he will do that. And that I find to be the truth in some of these situations. Because there's some, there's some sins, you know, some strongholds, there's some things you guys know what I've came out of. You know, you know my mm -hmm. testimony. And mm -hmm. it's all been the Lord. It's been the Lord the entire way. And um, it's sad because I see people are like, oh, try harder, try harder. And it's like, no, you got to turn to the Lord. you got to mm -hmm. turn to him because only he can remove the desire. Amazing. Amazing power, of, amazing power of grace. Amazing Amen. power of the Holy Spirit can change one person from a lifestyle of, of you know what, God only knows. I mean— and it just proves how real the Holy Spirit truly is and how real God is. Yep. That if it can change a person yes. like that, it's got to be real. And it is real, folks, because mm -hmm. there ain't no other substitute out there but Jesus Christ only, folks. Awesome. And thank God I'm saved right now, folks, because yes. I don't have and to look forward to all that going to hell. You know. Yes. And remember when Jesus <laughs> had all the sin on, his, on himself on the cross, God couldn't look at him. God turned mm. his head. Yeah. Right. And Christians have to take advantage of it. Forsaken wow. me. Wow. Right? All the sins. All. All. Everything. All is A-L-L. -L. It's, an, it's an English word. It's very yeah. easy to understand. All sins. Right. He sees the sin all at once. Yes. He sees it all at once and he deals with it all at once. Look, he dealt with all the sin of the world all at once at the cross. It's done. Mm. No, no, man. Are you awesome. going to partake in it by having faith in it or not? Yes. Yeah. It's there for everybody. Whoever doesn't yep. partake in it, you go to hell. Make a fire. Done deal. Okay. And if, if you, you don't do understand what Jesus it, did, you're saved. Yeah. If you don't understand what Jesus did, please, please, please go read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Amen. That's the gospel given to us by Paul. And that's very important. And if you mm -hmm. do not understand that, ask someone to get it explained to you or pray mm -hmm. about it. But mm -hmm. that's the basic of it. And then once you reach that point and you say, okay, I understand and I'm saved because of the blood of Christ. Yep. Now you go to 2 Timothy 2.15 to study, to show yourself approved unto God and to get more, more knowledge. But this is the gospel right there. Anybody wants to read it? With an English accent? <laughs> sure. Moreover, brethren, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Greg. You're the, you're the I just started. No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving you the lead. That's all, brother. Go ahead. All righty, then. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, and where, which you also received, and have wherein you stand, by which you are also saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. 
For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Amen, amen. amen. And Boom. the Scriptures are mentioned Boom. twice. Don't you think it's important to read the Bible? Paul <laughs> received that on Damascus, okay? He fell down and everything, and that was the end of it because when he answered, he knew, he says, Is is that you, Lord? And he already called him Lord, uppercase <laughs> L-O-R-D. So he knew mm-hmm. it was Jesus Christ talking to him. He was not, uh, oh, this is new to me. <laughs> no, he knew Christ. about it. Mm-hmm. So that's he very was... specific to this. And, right. uh, of course, he went in the desert of Arabia for three years to study. And he was ministered by the Holy Ghost and Jesus himself. But that's the gospel People, mm-hmm. please, please, you got to read this and understand. That's the hub. Hub is H-U-B. Hear the gospel, understand the gospel, and believe the gospel. That's the hub right. that's going to bring you together with the Bible and the Holy Ghost. I got to write know, that uh, down. That's good. Hub. I got to yeah. make a quick mention. People here are asking about Hebrews uh, 10.3. Mm. And I'm a quick, I want to go through it real fast because everybody <clears throat> messes up on Hebrews 10.3. Okay. Yes, go ahead. And, and Hebrews 10, 3, first of all, wasn't written to us, written for us, but was written to the Hebrews, the book of yes. Hebrews. Okay. Uh, but in Hebrews 10, 3, it says, uh, I think it was Hebrews. Yeah, 10, 3. You got 10, 3 up? 10, 30. Uh, look, I was looking for a verse where it says, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, then remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. So all the people here is, if we sinneth willfully, there's no more sacrifice for sins. And I'll tell you right now, you know what that means? That means that there is no more sacrifice for your sins. The Jews, because it's the Hebrews, the Jews are like, well, we're going to continue to sin, so we'll continue sacrificing our lambs. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. Paul's like, and, uh, and was it, uh, it doesn't exactly say who wrote the book of Hebrews. I don't know who wrote it. But the narrator said, I think it was Peter or Luke, but it said that, no, you cannot continue to use your lamps. No more sacrifices are being done. You cannot use any more lamps. Jesus is the Lamb of God. That's your final sacrifice. Okay? God will not accept any more lambs. So there is no more sacrifice for sin if you sin willfully and refuse to believe in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Yes. You're going to continue to sin. Hey, go ahead and sacrifice that lamb but it's not going to be accepted by God. You refuse Jesus, you're continuing with your lambs, God's not going to accept it. No John fourteen six is the yeah. way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him. That's it. There is, no other, there is no other way. That's the only way through Jesus Christ. No matter what you do, no matter what you think, no matter whatever, if it's through Jesus Christ, that's it. And Amen. the gospel is there for you guys to understand. Because if you're not saved, um, you know everything bad that we hear in the Bible and the Revelation and all that stuff for the seven years tribulation. Yeah, go through that. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll go through that, and Oof. this is not pretty. Not Believe a pretty me. sight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard to get saved during the seven years too, guys. Very, very yeah. hard because they're going to take away all the Bibles. They're going to burn it all down, folks. The, yep. the Christian church and movement yep. will be underground. And if they see you, they'll right shoot on you on sight. The yes. famine. Yep. The famine of the word will become. What a time that's going to be. 
And what Brother Bob said, man, I love it, Bob. You, you expounded on that scripture very well. And just another thing for people to consider when it comes to the to Roman, or I mean, sorry, Hebrews 10 with that big controversy. You know, in Isaiah 46, verse 10, God, it says that there's no one like God who knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when God made that, that sacrifice for us, his, shed his blood, he didn't just cover your sins the moment you were saved. He knew the cost from the beginning to the end of your life, and he mm-hmm. paid it in full. So mm-hmm. every sin from the moment you're born to the moment you die has already been atoned for. Just to uh, kind of throw that out there. That's right. Preach it. That's good stuff. Yeah. You want to get into some yeah. questions here? Because, Let's do uh, it. Why don't you pick up? Some... Yeah. Why don't you pull up the first one there, bub? A lot of people are asking this question. Will the left behind hear the trumpet and Jesus calling us? Okay. So. Um, no, they won't because you know, the Bible is clear. And we even see the pick typology of it when God spoke. Some people heard the voice of a trumpet. Some people heard the mm-hmm. voice of an angel. Some mm-hmm. people heard the voice of the Lord. So you see mm-hmm. a typology there. And plus, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. So if you're not his sheep, you're not going to hear somebody speaking. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. Sound fair? You're going to hear thunder or something. What do you think, Shane? Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. agree. I, I agree with that because, again, the people that were near Jesus thought, like you said, uh, they thought maybe an angel said something or they thought it thundered, which is kind of an interesting way to phrase it. It's like, okay, so there could be a frequency or whatever that only his sheep will hear and understand. Yes. And to everyone else, for all we know, it could be a huge thunderclap. And they're like, oh, that's strange. There's not, There's no clouds in the sky, but we're gone. Friday. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, you know, we always, don't know what the, oh, go ahead. I was go ahead. just going. I always thought they would say, "Hey, Frenchie, come on up. You're the next contestant." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the rapture's like I said, it's it's a quick event. It's one tenth of a second. You know, oh, yeah. a glitter in our eye, basically. And uh, you know, like I said, Bob has explained on one of his previous videos that it's going to be like an EMP effect. It's going to shut everything down. This event is so powerful. It's enough to powerful enough to punch a hole in the earth. I mean, mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. many people at one time, it's yeah. going to create off some kind of energetic force oh, yeah. on this It'll planet. I believe it will. We questions. We don't know what kind of force is going to, you know, the people on the other side of the rapture, they're probably going to hear a, a, like a lightning pop and a flash, maybe, and that's it. And they'll yeah. see people's clothes fall to the ground. Okay. Yeah. And that's part of all it's going to be. And of course, everything else is, it will ensue after planes wrecking and car wrecks everywhere. But I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. it's going to be some kind of supernatural electrical event. Oh, it's going to be grand. Something grand. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to be grand that, for sure. They, you know, just like when the, the Jews left Egypt. When they left Egypt, do you think they wrecked the place as they left? They trampled it, took all the stuff with them. They took all the gold. They took all the food, took everything. <laughs> and what did I say earlier? That there will be a famine because yep. they took all the food. Say, hey, we're going on a trip in a long one, so we're taking all your food. Right, mm-hmm. we ain't even had a chance of loving our bread, so we're all gonna take your stuff too. So yeah. they they took off, took all the gold, took everything, left them in ruins at yep. the Exodus. So what do you think that, we're gonna do? Yeah, exactly. That that famine idea is just giving me an idea for a video. So thanks for that. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna dive deep into yeah, right that. Down, man, right there's, down. Yeah, there, there's so, there's something in that where that that'll happen where. Like right now, we're in the age of grace and mercy, and oh, we yeah. could read we could read the Bible until our eyes bleed, and then wake <laughs> up and do it again, over and over and over. And I don't care what anyone says; they're like, "Yeah, this is this is tough times right now and stuff." Mm. But in North America, 
Yes, we're spoiled. Yes, we are in the West. But don't take that for granted because we have all these Bibles. Like I can't tell you how many Bibles I have in my house. Don't take that for granted because it could be taken away tomorrow. Yes, exactly. And on that note, a real quick um, kind of gauge, if you will. And I think it's interesting. As you guys know, I've been working uh, with Brother Bob and Feed My Sheep Today. And by the way, shout out to Feed My Sheep Today, guys. Amazing ministry. Um, If you can, support it. It's awesome. It helps so many people. It brings so many people to the truth. But over the time, and I've noticed the shift in people. And uh, I've been doing a lot of it, a lot of evangelizing over the last, you know, six, seven-ish months. And uh, we went out, actually, and I have the video up of it on my channel, but we went out to this uh, this park where we found out a bunch of homeless people uh, convened at. And I was like, oh, that'd be a perfect place to go help people out. Well, I had found out that there was a secular group, if you will, that goes there, and they try to do what they can to help them. But uh, when we went there, guys, it was it was like the moment I showed my feed my sheep shirt and I was like talking about Jesus and they they just I just felt a hatred that I've never mm-hmm. felt before and um I, I uh, the looks of disgust that we got and um it was the first time that I've ever really experienced anything quite like that and it's kind of eye opening because I know the people out in the east you know with uh, where you have the Muslim culture uh, they have had to deal with that for so long. But to start experiencing that in the United States, it, it was just a real like temperature check, if you will. And I was like, wow, I was talking to my wife and I was like, I can't believe, you know, that happened. And um, the good news is we got the gospel out. But um, the people there, it shows you your works don't mean anything mm-hmm. because those people were there to help them just like we were. Right. But they were bitter they were cold they were hateful and they were just lost and um i ask you guys to please pray for these people i know you don't know their names but just be like please lord help those people because we're called to pray for our enemies you know and i find that incredibly sad that the state of the world and especially the united states but um ain't that isn't that just intense and another uh, another litmus test or a temperature check on where we stand in America and and how far things have progressed. And that's another reason why I feel like the rapture is so close because I've never seen anything like this. And we're seeing a huge falling falling away that we have never seen before. The wave of sin that's covering this planet right now is increasing. And, you know, we see it every day. I hate seeing it too. Every day we flip on the news and yes, I do watch some news like Newsmax. I like watching them, but and we just see the increase of everything going on. And Satan knows he's got a short time. And every day it just screams the word rapture, you know, every day, man. I'm like, I'm ready, man. So. Hey, Rick, you want to read this next question? I'm trying to answer Me? it. Yeah. Uh, do you think the eclipse on April 8th of April is going to be judgment on the United States? And who who wants to answer it? Want you it's try. gonna be something okay sure. okay yeah <laughs> well here's the thing we're trying to divide israel we know the biden administration is trying to divide israel okay you know it, it, like i said in the bible it says if anybody tries to divide my land israel it's going to divide he's going to divide their land and now we're seeing 
suddenly a dividing of the United States of an impending civil war. I mm. noticed it right there. An X goes right over Texas, where this epicenter of all this is going on with the civil war. And all these states that are popping up red, they stand with Texas on this border issue. All of a sudden, this is happening this year during this little border crisis. And they're telling them to cut the barbed wire, and they're not doing Right now, they're building up the barbed wire. So they're build- Texas is building its own wall from what I've been hearing. Okay, but this could be when this April 8th hits on this eclipse, could it be a spark of a civil war that actually goes down? Possibly. It could be a lot of things. It could be a signal to something bigger coming. The rapture? Who knows? I just know that there's something big behind this April 8th. I'm not saying solely it's going to happen, but it's just my thoughts on it. I think something major could happen out of all this. I hope that answered your question. Mm-hmm. What do you think there, Brother John? What do you want to say? Well, then again, I know I said it the other weeks, but uh, what happened in the United States? So when you guys sneeze, we catch the cold up in Canada. Um, whatever happened there, uh, of course, it's going to change things because, like I said, our prime minister is very, very uh, afraid or very uh, worried about... Uh, about uh, Trump to be the next president, if if election there is. Um, that's very sneaky there, but I think the 8th of April is uh, it's springtime, right? And like I said at the beginning, it's springtime. And Song of Solomon 2, 8 to 13 is very, very clear. It's To me, it's, it's, it's something that can happen. Uh, I don't walk too much with the dates. I'm, I walk with the seasons and I, like like the signs are for seasons, the stars and everything for seasons and time. So that's why I'm watching that. But that's for sure that Eclipse will trigger something. I believe so. And it's an X over the United States. I don't, I it mean, is. Come on. You can't yeah. make it up. Go look at the map. It's right there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about the X as well. Again, what we talked about earlier with the disease X, Twitter turning into X, X being a mark or X marks the spot. And then something interesting is the Hebrew alphabet, right? It has, oh yeah, planet X. The Hebrew alphabet has the Aleph, right? It's the beginning of the Hebrew alphabet and it looks like an X. So could this possibly be the beginning of something new? Yes. I we'll don't see. know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah, that's what Caesar was talking about. Do I think there'll be an earthquake? You know, I think the sign, it has to point towards something. Yes. And you know what? It'll probably be a, an absolutely peaceful day, which will let us all down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, how many of these signs actually mark the day when something went down? Not many. Okay. The tetras. Yeah. The so they're in the area, so it could be something that happens over the summer. Maybe we have another mm-hmm. summer of love you know, back, <laughs> back in 2020, you know. But mm. I definitely believe, I know, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that that, that, that uh, Madrid, the new Madrid will oh, give yeah. away. Oh, it yeah. will give away, okay, and so will the San Andreas, okay. If it doesn't happen now, it will definitely happen by the sixth seal, Okay. So this could be an indicator for the sixth seal, all right? 
So we're not saying anything's definitely definitely going to happen that day. I'm with you on but that. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. It's just all speculation. Just a hunch. Indication. Just speculation. Indicator, yeah. but it means something. There's something to it. There's some, it's got to be something. Sim- symbolism behind it. Right, yeah. You know, come yeah. on. Well, it's kind of, Come on, it, it is interesting. The new Madrid fault line <laughs> actually follows this eclipse. Yes, so you imagine that, that day if that actually does happen. True. All those people are right in that line, right there, right where the earth, the earth just splits. It just takes them all so out. So what if the earthquake the happens during the eclipse? What if it happens on the same day? The moon and, yeah. and the gravity and all that with the sun and the moon and everything darkening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's That'd a great a earthquake. But I'm not saying it's that verse, but, but yeah, it could, could rattle the earth some. You never know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, you never know. It says here, it's a, if there is a major, a major disaster, how will they know if so many are gone, dead, or missing? Confusing, confusing. Doing the rapture, I think she meant during the rapture or after confusing. the rapture. Yeah, confusing so, uh, during the rapture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think they're going to do. They will do a, a census. After this whole thing is done, this is why oh, we yeah. talked about earlier. They want everybody in their homes. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a few days. Hey, they're going to be more abductions. All that yeah. stuff, like Shane was saying. That's going to be bad. Everybody get their Chaos. homes. Yeah. The Antichrist yeah. is spare one you know, coming out. With, um, <laughs> with the technology now with drones and stuff, and perhaps... I watch too many science fiction movies, but it, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to imagine... Drones patrolling up and down the streets. Yes. Do you, whether it's, I'm, I'm not saying they have to shoot people or anything like that, but but perhaps alert government and say people are yes. leaving their homes. And how would you be able to get away to go and feed your family and mm-hmm. all this? It's going to be almost impossible with rats living yeah. next door that are ready to turn you in so that they can get a square meal and get mm-hmm. your job, yeah, your totally house, nice. your vehicle. It wouldn't take very much for people to snap. I, I think yes. those drones will do the work. I think those drones will definitely be used because they're already doing most of the heavy lifting for our military, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen and don't the forget, firework? yeah, they Have you seen they the fireworks? use like with the drones. How yeah, they're all yeah. in sync. Like oh yeah, nothing can go up and down streets. It's the drone oh, yeah. shows, and don't forget, yeah. guys. Remember back in 2020, they were using drones. The police were using drones to yes, patrol. They were. So yeah, if that's, that's not science fiction. Yeah. It's already yeah. happened. It's already I think the drones will be used for night patrol. The day of the rapture, they'll release the martial law will be declared the day of the rapture comes. Yeah. And they'll have drones patrolling every area yeah. of the neighborhood cities, night patrol drones. Yeah. If people that, leave their homes after the curfew, they're going to go yeah. to jail it's, because they don't know what we're dealing yet until they find out yeah. what has happened where these people go. And it's going to be the, all over the news, of course. And of course, we know who's going to come out and lie his, you know, yeah. butt off about that—the yeah. Antichrist. <laughs> and you said something interesting when you said martial law. Like yeah. right now in Ukraine, martial law has been in in place ever since Russia invaded yep. Ukraine, yep. and their curfew is from like eight o'clock to five o'clock at night. And there's actually an election March twenty seven or the last weekend mm-hmm. or whatever of of March. And if there is martial law, which you have to keep renewing it every 90 days, there will not be an election with Zelensky mm-hmm. in power. There will not be election. If you like him, don't like him, whatever it is, he has ultimate authority there. And this can happen 
in Canada as well, where Trudeau yeah. can go, okay, there's an election coming up. Let's, let's create some kind of an event where I got to declare martial law. He already tried to do it once with that yes. emergencies act, which was totally illegal. Yeah. But what's stopping him from doing it again, except for his party throwing him out. And if that happens, there's no election. We don't get any votes that could happen in the States. I don't know. I don't understand the rules fully in the United States. If they could declare martial law and stop the election, but in Canada that could happen and has happened in other countries. Now we can't vote. And now we're stuck for who knows how long, because they just have to renew it again and again and again. And now all of a sudden you want to leave your home to go to work or whatever. Good luck with all these drones patrolling. Good what luck. crisis? Yeah. What crisis yeah. can stop the elections this mm-hmm. this time around? Twenty twenty, you know, twenty twenty, the pan, you know, all that stuff that went on there. But what event can hold up the elections in twenty twenty four? That's the key question that we're yeah. asking ourselves. Yeah. What event? Swan event. Yeah, exactly. What? And and the <laughs> and interesting, like thing, <laughs> interesting thing about a black swan again is the idea that it's it's very hard to predict like i can guess i can go yeah april 8th or this or that or whatever it is but that nullifies what a black swan event is because it's got to catch the world off guard yeah. that's that's the tricky part behind a April black 8th swan. is a prelude to it folks it could just be this first yeah, sign exactly this, yeah and then and it, it could be it could be boom just so, like that yeah could be something could be. with the, the monetary system. Yeah, there is two brand banks in in uh, Montreal right now. You cannot get cash no more. It's finished. Yeah. It's there is no more cash there. If you go at yeah. the bank, they're gonna give you the money if it's a loan or whatever mm-hmm. on your card, and that's it. There's it's a cash. Uh, Digitize dollar. That's good. So, <laughs> so basically, we're looking at April eighth could be a big nothing burger, could be. which yeah. could happen. Yeah. Because yeah. no, everybody's looking for. I mean, everybody's flags are going to be up. It doesn't matter oh, yeah. if you're a believer or not. Okay, yeah. like all the Alex yeah. Jones people of the world, all stuff oh, like yeah. that. You'll be on Patriot high alert. And oh, yeah. and the Proud Boys, everybody, they're all like yeah. flags are up yeah. for that eclipse. So whatever, they're like, man, we're not going to do nothing. Everyone's watching, and we want everybody to calm down. <laughs> so what if nothing be the next day? day. Yeah. So what if nothing doesn't happen on that day? But, nothing doesn't have to happen on that day. No, it could also be that they signed the heroin. Something big to happen. You that know, could be if, the sign, but there could just be a sign, happen. and then everything happens afterwards. Yes, I think yes, it could be something right. like so don't a give, 20, oh, nothing happened. No, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I think if something happened on that day, I still think it would take everyone by surprise because we've came and gone through so many different things and signs sure. that sure. if it did happen, we'd still be like, "What? That's crazy." Mm-hmm. It actually well, happened here, for finally. What? Question here is. Uh, do the societies know that the eclipse, what the eclipse means? I think they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're playing. I mean, they're going to be the first ones to know if the black swan comes outside of the rapture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they'll be the oh, first yeah. ones to know. Okay. They're welcome. Yeah. There's welcome. always a party that knows. Like with 9-11, there's a group, whether you say government or not government, somebody knew. But the majority did not. But there's always somebody knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. You could say they were warned ahead of time and ignored it. Certainly. But the Japanese knew that they were going to do Pearl Harbor. But for everyone else, that was a bit of a black swan event because the military was kind of the Navy was a bit of a a sleep. It's near Christmas, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. let's just relax. We got the mightiest. We got Battleship Row here. There's no way somebody would attack us. And And, that's. um... 
usually when it happens, when you say the words, it cannot happen here. When you start talking like that, no, it'll never happen. That's almost like, hmm, I'm just going to pay attention to that. Yep. Then we got the wars going on all over the Middle East. That's exploding. You know, this and that. What if April 8th singles an attack on the United States? Could that happen too? We got to think about the war side of all these problems, of that exploding yeah. in our face. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely this uh, solar eclipse is probably the big one. Everybody's watching it now. So it's easy to get everybody's attention. If you walk into a room, start talking to people. They're going to know something about that eclipse coming because it's on mainstream media now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you can ask them, hey, you know, given what's happening now, like John talked about the other week, do a 360, look around. You're a smart guy. Yes. All exactly. right. Look do around. a 360, look around, yep. take it in. And now you got this eclipse going right through America. Yep. Do you think that's leading towards something? Yeah. You think we're being warned about something? Oh, yeah. You know? It's almost like when everybody's looking this way, this is how I am, at least. It's like the I look the other here. way. I look the other way. I'm like, what am I missing here? Yeah, what, something. What information am I missing? You do something yeah, exactly. The the hairy hand, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the cynic in me, but I'm just, uh, that. that's kind of how I approach. We can feel um, the heat. Events. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Satan uses the worldly things to distract people. Yeah. Oh, distract them. And then all of a sudden it comes up. They're like, yeah. oh, I didn't see it coming because you weren't watching. That's why. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised there isn't a Friends reunion or something to distract us because then I'd be watching it going, wow, this is amazing. All the Friends except Matthew Perry. And then all of a sudden something's happening over here because everybody, mm-hmm. the whole world is watching Friends. You, you know, they're, you mean yeah. the Friends, the television show, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know what you're talking about? Yeah. Weren't they, be... Aren't they doing a Super Bowl commercial? A reunion? Oh no! I just really yeah. yeah I just predicted a Black Swan event right there. Uh, <laughs> you you, you got to say big game. You're not allowed to say Super Bowl. So, oh yeah, big no, game. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> yeah, a what a day would that be if the rapture took That's place on the day of the Super Bowl, whenever millions of people are watching that game all over the world? Oh, they wouldn't that. miss us. They wouldn't miss us because they're like, when's when's hmm. uh, halftime? When's the halftime show? That would be the perfect time for a rapture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't it Taylor Swift this year? Yeah. Oh, please. No, 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 she's not. Is seriously? (laughs) Who is? No, she's not. No, I don't remember. I don't know. That's funny, man. She's. What they really need to do during halftime is to get a preacher up there and say, "Look, guys, while you're indulging in football, while you (laughs) indulge in the prophecies, the Bible, what this is about to take place." Can you imagine some preacher going up there doing that? The crowd would go. Yeah. Ooh, kind of reaction. That's funny, man. Oh my like, god. What are you doing? Get off the stage. Hey Michael, can we intercept the screen there and put on an uptime episode? What do you think? Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> steal some like, steal some I don't know. Commercial, commercial time. I mean, yeah, how far is God gonna mic, push buddy. this, you know? How far is God gonna push this until he's had enough? And I feel like God is getting ready to, he's winding it down where he's had enough. Oh yeah! And you're gonna hear the horn blow. We are gonna hear the horn blow, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Usher. So, so somebody's saying Usher is doing the halftime show. Uh, Usher. I, I think that's yeah. If that is the case, isn't that yeah. interesting? His name, Usher. Usher yeah, in the ushering us into the tribulation. <laughs> yes, Usher. Yeah, the that's funny. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see what their satanic. Uh, 
ritual they're going to do now. Oh, yeah. They'll oh, every Super Bowl. 2024? Everyone. My goodness. You see fire coming out of the stage. Come on. We see right through it. We know what they're doing. Yeah, They're programming us. They know everybody's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that's where we're at. Well, Speaking I think this was an awesome uptime done. episode. I think yes, everybody had something Amen. to say, and and everything was was wholesome. Yes. It was good. Amen. It was edifying and fruitful. Amen. All of the above, folks. Come on, let's let's give a round of applause to not just Shane, but also to the Lord for for allowing Amen. this us to keep doing this. Awesome. Amen. Praise hey. the Lord. Power, praise to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, guys, uh, I don't like to bring these things up, but I just want to let you know that my wife is uh, in her eyes are not good right now. They are not doing good. Um, she does need surgery, but I think most of all, she needs prayer. All right. Mm-hmm. She Amen. is fairly young to have uh, issues with cataracts here, but mm-hmm. uh, I am hopeful that the Lord's going to heal her. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, we're trying to raise some funds because she, we can't, we just can't pay the out of pocket expenses that, uh, our insurance is not covering everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am humbling myself and saying, listen, if you, if you feel led to give, uh, this is the time to do it because we have to come up with funds by this, the 15th, if she's going to have her first eye done on March 5th. So if anything, if you are up for giving, here is the banner. Here is the lower third. You're going to see give, mm-hmm. send, go.com uh, forward slash Shannon Eyes, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-E-Y-E-S. Uh, you can pray on that board. You can leave us prayers on this. This is a Amen. platform that is Christ-centered, a Christ-centered <clears throat> fundraising platform, which is amazing. Um, another uh, sister in the Lord actually introduced me to this. So I know uh, GoFundMe can tend to be liberal in their, you know, uh, in their thoughts and ideology. So, uh, but this is givesendgo.com slash Shannon Uh If you just want to leave a prayer, you don't have the ability yes. to, to give. We completely understand. Um, we are praying for a miracle either way. Um she Amen. can't drive, folks. She just she can't even drive at this point. So okay. we always need to have somebody driving for her. We have we have twin boys, and uh, she needs to drive them around. Thankfully, my in laws are nearby, so uh, okay. when I'm working, they they help out where they can. But folks, you just throw it in, into the chat, please. Yeah. So we can right click. I'm gonna go and check it out. Yes. Put yeah. it oh yes, yes, yes. So yeah, that's a good me, idea. Uh, yeah. Let me put it in the chat. Good idea, guys, and um, yeah, I appreciate we appreciate you. Uh, we Amen. hope this that uptime has blessed you throughout the years. Yes, and um, we're we're not some people we're not people to ask for for donations, but in this case, we're getting hit hard. Uh, yeah, she does sure. need she does need to see. Thankfully, the Lord opened her spiritual eyes mm-hmm. to the loving Amen. grace of of Jesus Christ. That's the important Amen. thing. That is the important thing, folks. But God is good. That is. God is good. All the time. time. Amen. You guys, that's so awesome. And and I'm praying that each one of you guys, anything, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. Anything can help. You know, I think gifts and go, the lowest amount's $5. 
And um, any again, anything helps, and prayers helps tremendously. And I just want to see this miracle come come to life, so that everyone can have their eyes open that God is able to do anything, mm-hmm. and we know He is, and He we know He can heal. And I just think it'd be just so awesome if we can all pull together as a community and do this for Brother Greg, who's been such a humble servant of the Lord for so long, bringing us all together faithfully every Tuesday night. And I just wanted to say that because I love Brother Greg. I love his wife. I love his family. Well, we love you, brother. We love all of you. And uh, we thank you for coming on and uh, listening to us. You know, this is all for the Lord, right? Amen. 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 uh, Awesome. Brother Bob, as you usually say, hang in there. We're almost Hang in there. We're almost finished, guys. We're almost, almost done. Guys. Almost. Amen. God bless you all.